0: fusionchurch.cc slash soap and join us as we deepen our understanding and relationship with God.
1: Good morning, good morning, good morning. All right. It is Freedom Friday. Another week has passed and we made it this far. So praise the Lord. Today we are in Jonah chapter 4. Uh, let us begin with a word of prayer. Father, we just thank you and praise you. We come before you, Lord God, and we just ask that you would just speak to us, Father. Let it be you and not us, Father God. I thank you for every home, every family represented here, Father, and I pray your blessings upon every single one of them. And thank you again for this day, Father. We ask this in Jesus' name amen and amen all right you can stretch if you need and my lovely sandra will be reading
0: okay good morning we are in jonah chapter four and i'm reading out of the niv version um starting with chapter one here or excuse me verse one it says but jonah was greatly displeased and became angry he prayed to the lord oh lord is this not what i said when i was still at home "'That is why I was so quick to flee to Tarshish. "'I knew that you're a gracious and compassionate God, "'slow to anger and abounding in love, "'a God who relents from sending calamity. "'Now, O Lord, take away my life, "'for it's better for me to die than to live.' "'But the Lord replied, "'Have you any right to be angry?' "'Jonah went out and sat down "'at a place east of the city.' There he made himself a shelter, sat in its shade and waited to see what would happen to the city. Then the Lord provided a vine and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very happy about the vine. But at dawn the next day, God provided a worm, which chewed the vine so that, so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die and said, it would be better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, do you have a right to be angry about the vine? I do, he said. I'm angry enough to die. But the Lord said, you've been concerned about this vine, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left and many cattle as well. Should I not be concerned about that great city? Amen.
1: Thank you, Sandra. All right. All right. Amen. Amen. You know, this is just a short, you know, uh, chapter in, in in the book of Jonah, you know, and, and Pretty much, uh, I want to speak a little bit about Nineveh, you know, uh, because that's where Jonah was at. That's where the people that God has called him to go to speak. And Nineveh was a, a major city of the Assyrians. It was a very cruel city, you know, and it was a long time enemy of Israel. You know, artwork has been discovered about Nineveh, you know, and, and pretty much the artwork had pictures, you know, of, uh, of who they were, and they, and they were pretty much people of war. They were always executing people. They was always impelling people. Uh, they were very brutal, very brutal. They had beheadings. And, and for all these reasons, you know, Jonah never wanted to go and preach to them. Jonah never wanted, because it, it starts off, this particular chapter starts off, but it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he became angry. And this is after... This is after he shared the word, after the, the people were turning to God, after repentance was taking place. He was angry. He was angry because he felt that they did not deserve, that they did not deserve that. And he, and it goes into uh, verse number two. He says that he prayed to the Lord and the Lord said, is it is it not this what I said you know, so previously, you're back in on uh, chapter one, when the Lord called him and sent and sent him to Nineveh. He said he already he already knew that God, you know, his word will be preached and that God will re, will return everything with loving kindness. God will open up his His hands to this people. And that's not what Jonah wanted.
0: Oh. That's
1: not what he wanted. That's so He said. And Jonah, you know, knew that the people would turn to God. And he didn't want this to happen. And that's why he felt the way that he, that he felt here, that he that he became angry. He became angry and he wanted to condemn them. But Second Peter, Second Peter 3, 9, it says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some count slackness, but is long suffering towards us. Not willing for any should perish. God's always reaching out. He's not willing that any should perish. And that's why the Lord sent Jonah, you know and gave him the word, gave him the word, and he, Jonah was supposed to present the word, which he did after he repented the first time, you know, from 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 not doing the will of the Lord. You know, and 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 here, I'm I'm glad that we don't fall into the hands of Jonah, <laughs> because Jonah will look at us and he'll probably condemn us too, you know, because that's that, that's just the kind of person that he was. But then in Second Samuel, you know, David said, you know, uh, in a in a difficult time in his life, you know, he says that David said to God, "I am of great distress. Please let us fall into the hands of the Lord." For his mercies are great, but do not let us fall into the hands of man. In other words, it's better to fall into God's hands. So God was reaching out to Nineveh through Jonah, but Jonah was displeased that they (laughs) turned, that they turned to the Lord. It says in verse three, therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me. I got to think about this. Take my life from me because people repented. Can you believe that take my life <laughs> you know for it is better for me to die so Jonah could not accept the fact that the people turned to God forgiveness was not in his heart and in Jonah's heart he said take my life because the people are turning to you know that that that, that that's crazy to be saying that and the Lord said to uh, and the Lord said in verse 4 said to to Jonah is it right for you to be angry? You know, is it right? The anger that Jonah had blinded him, you know, blinded him, even blinded him to his own prayer. Because before, when he was thrown off the, off the ship and the big fish swallowed him, in the belly of the fish, he repented and he cried out to God. He cried out to God in, in, in Jonah 2. 2. You know, and it says, "It says, I cried to the Lord, and He heard me." God hears us, no matter where we at. And in two, in uh, chapter two, verse four, He says, "I went down, and You brought me up." So He's acknowledging the God that 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 He's supposed to be serving. Yeah. And in, and in two, uh, verse seven, it says, "I fainted; I became weak." You know, but I remember the Lord. I remember the Lord. My prayers went up to you in other words my prayers went up to you and you heard him so Jonah had all the right words but yet in his heart you know he had no forgiveness in his heart he was condemning he was condemning and judging he, uh, 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 the condition of the uh the Nineveh why he saw he, he didn't want them to be saved and, and in two verse 9 it says, I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay my vows and salvation to the Lord. So he acknowledges God. He asks for forgiveness. He calls upon the name of the Lord. The Lord saves them. The Lord brings him out of the water, you know, for Jonah's heart. Jonah's heart was still not there. Jonah's heart for those people was still not there. And I, and I think about this, you know, sometimes when we when I look around me and I see what's happening around this world and around this country, sometimes we can become angry at the people. Sometimes we can become angry at the government. Come on now. Go uh, uh, angry at the situations around us. You know, uh government and 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 the authorities, you know, they're, they're taking God out of everywhere. They're taking, they're removing God. You know, they're attacking our faith. They're at, they attacking righteousness. They're attacking our freedoms, you know. And sometimes me as a military guy, and you're attacking my freedoms, I can get upset about that. Because why? Because I wore the uniform and I fought for freedom. And I see our freedoms of constantly, constantly being taken away. So I have to keep myself in check, my brothers and sisters. I'm not immune from all that, you know? And Jonah, Jonah was very, very much into that because he didn't want to do what the will of the, of the father was. He wanted to condemn, he wanted to judge. And so I myself have to make sure that I'm not condemning and I'm not judging. So I check myself and I say, Lord, forgive me because your word says that you want all to come into repentance, all to be saved, all to come to you. In 1 Timothy uh, 2, 3 through 6, it says, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of our God and Savior, who desires all men, not some, not some, come on now, all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. That's the will of God. verse 5, it says, for there is one God, and one mediator between God and men, and that is Jesus Christ. That is Jesus Christ. Not another man. So thank God that Jonah was not making that decision, but it's Jesus Christ. It is Jesus Christ. And in verse 6, it says, who gave himself a ransom for all. So he paid the price for all. It is God's desires for all to come to the knowledge of who he is, for all to do that. But yet again, here we find Jonah. He's on, the, he's on the opposite side of this. And it says in verse 5, it says, so Jonah went out of the city. After he preached, after he, he said what he had to say to the people, he went out of the city, in verse 5, and he built a shelter. He built a shelter, and he sat under it in the shade. And the Lord, in verse 6 says, and the Lord prepared a plant and made it to come up over Jonah that he might give him shade to his head to deliver him from the misery of the heat of the day. I don't know about you. I've been to the desert. Okay. In the military, I've been to the desert. I've been out there and it is hot. It is hot. And that sun can bake on you, you know, and it could be something dreadful. So here, here, Jonah, we find out that Jonah could not build anything because he built a shelter that didn't protect his head. <laughs> he built a shelter that didn't protect, that didn't give him the covering that he needed. But God in his mercy, God in his mercy had a plan, grow up, and gave Jonah the protection. and gave Jonah the, the protection that he needed. So even under Jonah, you know, not doing the right thing, not thinking the right way, God was being merciful to him. And that is the God that we serve. We serve a merciful God. Yeah. And in verse 7, it says, but as morning dawned the next day, God prepared a worm, and the worm, you know, destroyed the plant. And in verse 8, the plant died, and the sun came up, and the sun was all over him. And he started to get tired. He started to faint. He started to sweat a little bit. He started to feel the heat. You know, he started to feel the heat. And guess what he says? Then Jonah, at the end of A says, he wished death for himself and said, is it better for me to die than to live? He put his own self there. He put his own self there because he left the city. He went to the outside of this. He could have stay under protection in the city, but he left the city because he wanted to see what was going to happen. He was hoping that judgment will come. But then on the other side, he knew the mercy of God because he himself proclaimed it. He himself proclaimed. So Jonah, for me, you know, yeah, he was a prophet. Yeah, he was doing, he did the will of God at the end when when God, you know, the second time around. But he also knew that God was a merciful God, a gracious God, a loving God. And yet here, he didn't want to see that part of God for the people of Nineveh. We need to be careful, like some of you posted already, judgment that we should not judge lest we be judged you know that we need to be careful our job should be to pray our job should be to lift up the name of the lord our job supposed to be to be a good example to others to be a good example in verse 9 he said then god said to jonah is it right for you to be angry with the plant and he said it is right for me to be angry you see how stubborn jonah was <laughs> He's arguing with God, you know, he said, yeah, it's right. You know, I want to die. You know, I want to die. And I said, like, wow. And you're speaking to God in this way. He was, you know, and he was, he, his his heart was, was, was not right. But the Lord said, you know, to Jonah in verse 10, have you, you have had pity on the plant for which you did not labor. You didn't plant it. You didn't grow. You didn't grow it, but the plant came and gave you covering, you know. And and then now that the plant is gone, you know, and the, and uh, overnight, now you want to die because the plant died, and your cover is no longer over you. That's what God was telling him. So again, we see here uh, Jonah's heart was at. He was more concerned with the plant than he was for the people. That God called them to go to preach. He was more concerned for the plant than what he was for the people. Again, to keep ourselves in check, to keep ourselves in check here, because that's what we need to do. That's what I'm getting out of this this last chapter, this last chapter here, because, you know, Jonah, he starts off, you know, it was only four chapters this particular book. God calls him and he takes off because he didn't want to do it. So what can we learn from all this? We can't run from God. We cannot run from God. God knows where we're at at all times. And you know, and sometimes our will is not the will of God. Scripture says that my ways are not your ways, and your ways are not my ways, says the Lord. So God's ways are perfect. Our ways are not always perfect. Our ways sometimes can lead us to destruction. Our ways sometimes can lead us in the wrong path. And here we see the prophet of the Lord, a prophet of the Lord that got called to go speak to a people. And he wanted to bring his own judgment. He wanted to bring his own judgment. You know, and it says in verse 11, and should I not pity Nineveh, that great city, because Nineveh was a great city. It will take it will take somebody three days to walk across that city, so it was that large, you know that. And then the Lord said that the more than one hundred and twenty thousand people were there, over one hundred and twenty thousand people were there, you know that didn't know no better that don't know no better, when you look around you and you see all the nonsense that's taking place, and I say nonsense that is taking place, the nonsense that is taking place in the school system, the nonsense that is taking place in the government, guess what? We need to speak up. We need to make sure that our voices are heard. We We don't need to accept everything, but sometimes we need to speak up, but the will of God will always be fulfilled. The will of the Lord will always be fulfilled. So therefore, as long as I'm doing my part, the part that God has called me to do, I can have peace because God is taking care of the rest. God is taking care of the rest. So so here we find ourselves, you know, that, that, that Jonah was more concerned with himself, with what he wanted, than what the Lord wanted. And he knew what the Lord wanted. He said, he said, he said, he said, Lord, you know, that the people will turn, you know, they will turn to you because of your mercy, because of your loving kindness, because of your grace. And he didn't want to do it. But then when he did it and the people did turn instead of him, just, you know, allowing giving God the praise and giving God, you know, you know what you're doing. No, he was still upset with God. He was still upset because the plant died. But he was not a, but he was more upset that the people turned to the Lord than, than they turned their backs on God. So he was right here. I consider him, he was double-minded. And on one side he's praising God, and on one side he acknowledges God, but on the other side, he didn't want that for these people. And yes, there were cruel people. There were, you know, the history speaks for itself. Back in uh in Nahum, the book of Nahum, It speaks, uh, in chapter three, it speaks about the cruelty of Nineveh. So it was a cruel city. You know, they were doing things there that, 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 that were really, really, really bad to the people. But yet God's desire is to reach all people, that none would be lost. And sometimes God might call you to go speak to somebody that you don't want to. Ooh, did I hit a nerve? I hit a nerve to speak to somebody that you don't want to or somebody that you may not even like. And God is calling you and God is stretching you to go and speak to that person and go share that word that he has placed in your heart. And I know how that feels. I know how that feels. I, you know, back in the day when, when I wore the uniform, there were times that I might, and even in the military, that there were hostile situations. There were situations that that people, you know, turned their backs on me, that people were talking about me. And yet God was telling me to love, to have compassion. And I had a hard time with them because guess what? When they do it to you, it becomes a different story. (laughs) Our emotions get all whacked up. Our feelings are all messed up. And sometimes, you know, we may say the wrong thing, we may speak the wrong thing, we may declare the wrong thing, we may think the wrong thing, and God is telling us, "Relax, I got this. Relax, I have this." And it was through time that I saw the results of me being obedient to God and and just being submissive to the Lord and say, "Okay, Lord, I will pray for them, and I will love them." And in and in due season, I, re- I saw myself from coming from judging them to loving and to praying for them. And the Lord gave me peace and the Lord gave me joy and the Lord just calmed my heart. And, it, and, and I said, wow, this is what it means to, to love your enemies, to love those that persecute you, to love those that turn their backs on you and because and, and, you're doing it unto the Lord. And you know what? And most of these people that I spoke to before I retire, and I shared this before with you, I end up praying for them over and over again. There were times that they would come up to me in my office and say, hey, I need to talk to you. And what want to talk to me? What are you talking talk to me about? Well, I have a problem. So, you know, so if you make yourself available, guess what? People will come to you, you know, and, and I end up praying for a lot of them. I end up ministering to a lot of them. And, and, you know, and through all that, I saw the grace of God. So, again, Jonah, he was hard-headed. But what can we learn from this? Because the book of Jonah doesn't really end because he just stops like right there, you know, because here we don't see what happens afterwards. You know, it says, you know, it, uh, at, at the end of chapter four, doesn't really give us too much information. He just says that God have, you know, should, should I not have pity on the people? you know, that are there, that that 120,000 people that are there. So so. But what can we learn from all this? Well, here's a couple of things. Number one, God is a loving and merciful God. And he will forgive and save those who come to him in faith. He will forgive and save those who come to him in faith. And this was basically for these people here, but this is basically for us today. He will forgive them, you know and bring him into his kingdom. Number two, Jonah, he repented. He returns to Nineveh. He accepts his mission. So he goes and he shares the word. He goes and shares the word. But his heart is unchanged. You know, Jonah's heart was unchanged. Even to the very end right here, his heart was unchanged. Jonah's words to Nineveh, and back in uh, chapter three, verse four, were direct, he didn't come with a pretty sermon. He didn't come and saying, God is great. God is good. God is merciful. All he said back in uh, chapter three, verse four, he said, yet 40 days and Nineveh will be overthrown. In other words, 40 days and Nineveh will be destroyed. And those words alone that he says, you know, they, they were not, they were not uh, accompanied with words of mercy and love for those words that in 40 days Nineveh shall be overthrown, hit a nerve on everybody in that city. Hit a nerve on the king of that city. And guess what? And they repented. And they repented. And again, I say they repented. Uh, Jonah didn't have to do nothing else. You see, the word of the Lord would do it all. The word of the Lord. You You know, it is not up to us to convince anyone you know, that job belongs to the Holy Spirit. Our job is just to present the word. Our job is just to to lay that foundation. Our job is just to plant that seed, you know, in that person's life, you know, that seed of love and mercy. You know, everything else belongs to the Holy Spirit. That's his job. My job is to present. My job is to love. My job is to be uh, God's mouthpiece and God's hands extended out there to the to the community, and God would take care of the rest. And that's pretty much what happened here, because there was no follow-up. It doesn't say that there was follow-up with Jonah. Jonah only said, you're going to be destroyed. Come on now. And those words alone, those words alone convinced the people to turn, to turn to the Lord, because what God can do, we cannot do. But God's word will always be fulfilled. Is this a perfect uh, book in the, in the Bible about a, about a prophet of the Lord? i say not, but he teaches us. He teaches us what not to do. He teaches us to love more. To love more. Because we're supposed to love just like Christ loved. That he loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. For all that come to him will be saved. And that's what the word of the Lord is. And that's what the Lord called Jonah to do, to present the gospel, to present the word, that they will repent. And the word hit home, even though it wasn't a sweet word. It was just, you're going to be destroyed in 40 days, so get it together. And guess what? They got it together. And that is the grace of God. That is the mercy of God. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. So my brothers and sisters, what I got out of this is, it, it, like I said earlier, that I got to keep myself in check. That I cannot get all worked up. And I'm, if I'm hearing news or if I'm hearing a statement about what's happening in government or what's happening in the borders. And it's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of stuff out there that can make you go all crazy. When what's happening, I got to trust in the Lord. I got to believe in the Lord that He's going to take care of it. But my job is to make sure that my voice is heard, that I speak up when I need to be speaking up, that I need to share what I need to share out there. Somebody comes and asks you a question, you need to be honest with them. You need to be honest with them and just present what God has given you to present to them, and, and He'll take care of the rest. We don't have to work for it, we just have to present it. Present the love of God. And that's what what I'm getting out of this, to keep myself in check. That's the main thing. I have to keep myself in check. But better yet, we all have to keep ourselves in check and not be moved by emotion, not be moved by the moment, you know, because God, he wants to do something in everyone's life. And maybe perhaps you and I are the keys to that by what we say. By, by what we can uh, confess, and by what we declare, so we need to make sure that the words that come out of us are words of healing, of restoration, are the lo- are words of love. And again, Holy Ghost will take care of the rest. I pray you got something out of this particular book. It's short; you could probably read it in ten minutes. You know, <laughs> all, all four chapters. But again. You know, everybody reads the book of Jonah and and Jonah, you know, didn't, didn't do what God wanted him to do and the fish swallow him and all that. But there's so much other details behind the story, behind what was going on. And we see it in this study that we just did about Nineveh, that yes, it was a sinful city. But guess what? God was still reaching out. God was still reaching out to them. And he used a man that didn't really want to be used. He used a man that was rebelling, that that he wanted to walk away from it. But yet again, he learned that you cannot run from God. God knows where you're at. No matter where you go, he knows where you're at. So therefore, when he became obedient, when he realized that he had to turn to the Lord, he did. God forgave him. God gave him the opportunity to come back. But yet, even though he came back and even though he shared the word, his heart was not changed, and you see it at the end. We don't know what happened so much after the fact, you know, for the rest of, of rest of his life. You know, there's so much history out there, but I'm trusting God that that perhaps he he had a change of ways uh, in his life, you know, and he continued to do the will of the Lord. Again, I pray you got something out of this. Let's make sure that we keep our focus, keep our focus, keep our focus. It is Friday. The weekend is coming. Connect Groups just started this week. Come on now. If you haven't yet joined a group, please join a group. Get connected. You cannot do battle by yourself. You need your buddy next to you. You need each other because, you know, together we can fight a big war. But by yourself. You are limited, you know. So, therefore, we need the support of one another. So, let's support one another. Let's rally around one another because God is on the move, you know, and we are in that miracle time, you know, that we, that, that Pastor Brendan and Pastor Daniel have been speaking about, you know, miracles in motion. I'm expecting miracles, I'm expecting deliverance, I'm expecting healing. I'm expecting restoration. I'm expecting the move of the Holy Spirit in such a supernatural way upon our homes, upon our families, upon our marriages, upon our community. I believe that as we come together and as we worship God in spirit and in truth, Change will be broken. The darkness will have to just move away. I can see. I can see that that the darkness is just like a flash of light hitting it, and it disappears. That is the power. That is the anointing of the Lord. And He's getting ready. He's getting ready, and He's using you and I to get to make this happen. So, my brothers and sisters, be expecting. Be expecting a miracle in your life, in your home, and in your family, because God is on the move. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you and praise your name. I give you the glory and the honor. You deserve it all, Father. I pray for all my brothers and sisters. I pray that you will just meet them where they're at. Touch their hearts. Touch their bodies. I pray for healing. I pray for restoration, Father God. I pray for their children, for their loved ones, Father God, for the marriages, my Lord. I pray, Father God, that you will just have your way. Show off, Lord. Show off. And and the ways that only you can show off, Father God. And I just thank you in advance. I thank you in advance what you're going to do, what you have done, and what you're going to continue to do. And this I decree, this I declare in the precious name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen and amen. All right, all right, all right. Have a blessed weekend. I'll see you guys in setup tomorrow, those that are going to be there, and you're going to have a blessed week. And be expecting, be expecting, because the best is yet to come. God bless.